Okay. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Uri. Hi. How are you? Great. Thank you. Um, so, so before we start, start with Uri, mm -hmm. um, just a really, really quick okay. introduction. Hi. Hi, Uri. Yeah, you should. Be. How are you? Great. Um, okay. Um, so, so just a really, really quick introduction. Um, so, so my name is Bella. I'm from AI Fortify, and I'm uh, currently pursuing a PhD. Um, I also have uh, a machine learning meetup in Haifa, which is actually very, very technical. Uh, and so um, I opened this, those, this series uh, of AI talks, uh, which actually uh, is meant for, for, a, for a large audience. So if you know, the meetup that they have in Haifa is highly technical, um, we, we talk, we deep dive there into articles and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so really in these uh, AI talks, uh, I'm, I think, you know, I'm trying to bring, uh, you know, machine learning and AI and, you know, all these different concepts to, to, to business people, mm -hmm. uh, because I really think that, um, you know, we are, you know, the technical geeks, uh, we really know, uh, you know, those stuff, but we don't understand where we can leverage AI. Uh, mm -hmm. And from the other hand, there are a lot of people who are just asking themselves, how can I use it? What can I do with it? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, but they don't know the technology. They're afraid of it. Uh, sometimes they're disappointed of it. So really, uh, we just want to deep dive into this thing. Mm -hmm. All right. So so so, so um, let's talk about today's guest, uh, uh, Uri. Yeah. Um, so, so Uri is really. If you are not familiar with Uri, it's <laughs> it's really uh, which I don't think uh, you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, uh, but Uri uh, is the community manager of their largest uh, machine learning and deep learning community in Israel. Um, he uh, does really a lot of great stuff. So you have in this Facebook group, you have a QA and a uh, page, um, you have their job boards, uh, you have uh, different polls. Uh, Uri also does uh, machine deep learning courses uh, mm -hmm. for free. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of other cool stuff, uh, courses for uh, managers uh, in AI. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think I, I just cannot say wh whatever you do, Uri, because I don't know, I guess. Uh, this uh, is all I know, but... Um, I try, I'm trying to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, so maybe just tell us a little bit about how you started, how, mm -hmm. you know, you got into this world. Um, great. So, first of all, it's honored for me to be here, to be the first guest. So, thank you for having me and thank you for uh, listening to me and having this conversation. And everything begins in, I think, three, three and a half years ago. It was almost accidentally. Uh, I was invited to lecture about deep learning from Eden Shochat. It was an open meetup. And he, and he talked about deep learning and what it was and the technology behind it and everything around this uh, new technology. And I was really fascinated by it. So I really wanted to, to be sure how, how I can be super dedicated to this topic. How can I know all the right person who are working in this field in Israel or how I can know all the latest article in the field. And I really want to make uh, to find a way to, to be fully on this uh, subject. So I decided to create a community. In that way, I told to myself that if I'll create this community, I'll be obligated to the people inside the, the, the community, and I will have to learn about it and, and be super professional and organize event and meet up. In, and in that way, I could learn a lot about uh, this topic. And that's what happened. Um, in the beginning, it was only me. Uh, I took, I remember, I, I still have that. I made a, a Google alert. I'm not sure if you're all familiar with that you can make alert on specific strings, specific uh, words in Google. And every time there is a new article uh, about this topic, you can get some email about that. So I did it for machine learning and deep learning. Oh, you probably was overwhelmed with things. Yeah, yeah it was a ton of them. <laughs> so my, my main job in the beginning was to, to to create like a safe place that people can share their knowledge and tell about some interesting article or links they found. 
So in the beginning, I did it by myself. So I remember reading all the, there was tons of articles about machine learning and deep learning. And I choose several of them each day. And then I just summarized it. I wrote it like two or three paragraphs about what I read and why it's interesting and what you can learn from it. And that's it slowly but steady. I kept doing that and, and, and suddenly the community grew and more people would like to, to say what they need to want or, or think that they are very interesting for them. And then people start sharing, sharing the, all their knowledge. And this is how it began. So it was almost accident by some lecture and then just keep growing by itself. Okay, very interesting. And really, I think uh, today, so, so how many people are there in the community? Exactly, to that, 14,159 people, yeah. yeah. We are going at a very high speed. And the most important thing is all organic. We are not paying, we are not promoting. We are, it's everything organic, so every member in this group or was invited by a close friend or, or was joined by, or, you know, added by himself. And uh, so this is something that's very, very strong because you see the engagement, it's like 83%, 85, wow. even 90% engagement. This is like the pure analytics from Google. You can see how, my, how many people are taking active part in the in community, if it's comment, like, sharing. So it's very high numbers. Um, so this is what makes it so special. The reason that it was all organic and people like to share and help each other. Yeah, that, that, that's that's really great. Uh, just for the audience uh, that joined us, uh, mm -hmm. if you like to ask questions, you have a chat uh, in the right of the screen. Mm -hmm. um, so you can write there something. Uh, you, you can see that we uh, just uh, uh, messaged there that we're starting in three minutes, you know, before we, we started. Um, so, so really you're encouraged to ask questions and, you know, in the end of the session, we'll go over the question mm -hmm. and, and, and Uri will ask. Um, so I really encourage you to do this. It's really a good opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, feel free to ask whatever you want. Now I can refer it later or even as we speak. So yeah, feel free. Uh, great. So, so maybe, um, so, so you told us about a little bit how you started. So how, how does it, did it evolve all, all these things, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, I think the, the main key here is that, first of all, I must admit that I'm not super technical in this field. So I have a basic knowledge about how it works, but I'm not writing code on my daily job. So this is, I think, what helped me to do my job uh, in a better way. So after the community has begun to, to grow, I start to think, what is my role as a manager, as a community manager, and what can I can do to help this community thrive? So basically, I understood that there are more technical people for, of me that can give their knowledge and share information, but sometimes you need someone that will have an overview and he could create some projects for the community or we can create some initiatives that will help the community. So that's what I started to do. I've opened my own blog, and then I created a newsletter. And in those parts, I shared the thing that I've done. If it's like the community job board, for example, as you mentioned in the beginning, it was very important for me to help people or members inside the community to find jobs or companies who would like to, to find good employees. So this is what I did, and this was the beauty of it, because it's not super technical, right? Everyone could do that, yeah. but it was like, I felt that it's my responsibility as the founder to create such as an initiative. And then later on, uh, Mir joined, Mir Ben Tzvi, and Iran uh, joined us, and Gil Levy, and everyone, Iran Paz, joined us. Mm -hmm. So they helped me to create more and more uh, projects like this, and this is what basically helped us grow because every time we looked about some situation, a problem the community has, it has, it has to be, it doesn't have to be a technical problem. Mm -hmm. So and then we, we came with a solution for it. For example, the, the, the community course that four of us run uh, that helps people uh, from Israel students to learn about deep learning. It's super, super uh, important and we are very proud about this initiative. In a couple of weeks, we have like 600 people uh, willing to join, and we needed to choose only 60. 
And in the first batch, we see that the course created amazing shift in the, the graduate life. They found new jobs. They make a career shift inside the organization. Now they can do uh, relatively uh, new uh, technology and try new stuff. So it was very meaningful for us. And as the year uh, kept going, I found more and more projects that are not super technical. They are not fully re related to, to deep learning uh, advanced stuff, but there are things that the community needs. And I started to do that. And if it's events, if it's uh, conferences, if it's in the newsletter when I gather all the highlight uh, posts from the from previous week. So this is something that also helped us the community grow and helped me to to help the community to become a better place for all the members. Yeah, I, I think really, uh, you know, the, the things that you do, I mean, from, from a scientist perspective, it's really great. I, I follow your group. Mm -hmm. um, every time you know there are a lot of interesting things there uh it's very difficult for me to to track all the new things yes. that are going on and it's really you know this facebook group is is really something that mm -hmm. uh, that you want to okay. watch maybe i will i will after the we talk i will put a link I to think. this facebook group just in case you know, people, <laughs> no. <laughs> i don't think some somebody is not familiar but anyway um but yeah, it's, I think it's it's really great. And uh, and just before this uh, uh, this talk, we, we talked about uh, URI's initiative uh, about organizing a meetup around uh, uh, a very uh, important uh, uh, okay. CVPR uh, uh, conference. Uh, and I think you know, as a scientist, it's 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 it gives me tons of value. It's free. Mm -hmm. Is. Uh, uh, and I think it's great. And also the course that you did, I think it's it really initiated those kind of initiatives, right, in, all over the place. Yeah, I must say it's not only me, it's me and my three partners, as I mentioned, the other admins which helping me. And as, as, you, as you said, yes, suddenly we saw the guys from Jerusalem also doing such a course and it was mind-blowing. I was so happy. I spoke with Amit who is running this. Uh, hours and hours all over the phone sharing our knowledge and how to do that in the right way. So it was amazing. They created this advanced course and basic course for data scientists. So totally amazing. And then afterwards, I heard that uh, the Technion also did some initiative like this and invited people to take part. So this is, I was so happy by that because in, you can see the thing that you are doing, uh, helping others and give them motivation help even more people that you might not be able to reach. So it was really, really amazing. And I hope that it will keep lasting in Jerusalem and Haifa and other many places. And I really hope it will just continue and grow. Uh, yeah, and, and just I think in terms of, you know, the effort that it takes, uh, I don't know. It's, uh... <laughs> it takes time. I always make a joke that in our business, we are dealing with prediction. We need to predict. And I couldn't predict how much time it will take me to, to run this. And the lecturers, Iran, Gil, and Emir, work hard every lecture. They needed to prepare themselves every time they should learn about this material, even though they know it by heart. But, you know, if you are giving a Stanford lecture, you need to know them really, really good. And, and they made such a huge preparation. It was really amazing to see how much effort they did uh, to become prepared. And then later on, we had some uh, final projects when we took our students and we uh, give them access to mentors from all over Israel, from very high level uh, researcher, researchers. And it was really, really amazing. Gil Levy was the responsible for this entire operation of the final project. And last week we had amazing final projects with really initiative and, and very interesting projects. And some of them actually managed to find work after those uh, projects. It was amazing. And also this year, we are making the, another uh, final project day. And it will be also amazing. Um, so yes, so your question was, it, and still it tons of work, because it's four months of practical lessons, like academic course in university. And then another four months of, of working with them on the final course and helping the mentors. So yes, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it because you're helping people, you're changing their life. I know several people who managed to find a job 
thanks to what we did. So it's mind blowing, and we are. I'm so happy I have this opportunity to help such people. And, and it's. I think finding a man job or a woman, it's really really important. And from one of the the least things that you can do to help people. And also, what is was very important for us, it was half men and half women in every course. So it was super important for us. Yeah, and also in this in this batch, so in the last two courses, it was men and women. And I have a funny story about that. When we wanted to, to give the answers to, to this course, I, I forgot totally to, to make this uh, half men, half women. And in the morning when I wanted to send the answer, I told my wife, oh, I didn't make sure that it was uh, the same amount of men and women. And it was so important to us because we tell it every time. And this time we, we almost forgot it because we, we wanted to see how many high-level people we have. We want to, the, the, the course will be super professional. And the funny stuff is when I looked on the list, I saw that we, we got like five or six more women. There was more women in the course without even knowing, just by looking their profile. And it was so, so funny because we didn't have to make any effort to have more women. So in order to make it a fair, we added some guys. But yeah, 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 we were just, we, it, it was very important for us to keep it balanced, no matter what. So we just found out that there are too many, too many. There are more women, and then we, we just uh, gave some more guys the opportunity. Uh, and this is also something that's very unique and important to us. To have also women in this course, to have also women that could learn from it and, and make this career shift. And, and it's totally worked it. In the previous project day, which we didn't have any control about it, we still had half men and half women. So we were so happy because we can see at the end of the course, we kept the same ratio. So it was super, super good. And we hope to make it this way in also this uh, final uh, project day. Yeah, I think maybe to emphasize to the audience that, that this is not really familiar. I mean, th this course is for people who are uh, kind of maybe from the algorithmic field, but are not familiar with deep learning. Exactly, yes. Yeah, the, 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 what we wanted is first that you have uh, programming skills. You need to learn uh, or know Python. Mm -hmm. And the second stuff is that you have to be very mathematical oriented. So because there's a lot of calculus, a lot of... Uh, Algebra, so we need a person who, we need people who knows how to do that, how to write program, and on the other hand, how to, to make calculation and, and in, in order that they will understand the presentation. And I can tell you that our two finest students from last year was two astrophysics. So oh. yeah, it, it was, and both of them got job. The, the first one in Nexar, as you might familiar, and the second one in Samsung. So we were super pleased that we able to took to take astrophysics and make them uh, deep learning engineers and was super uh, useful and that's what we are looking. We are we have some people that have computer science background, but we are open minded for everyone who has uh, the right uh, background. Yeah, uh, I think that this is really super cool. And also, uh, the, the thing with the projects, I think, is very, very important because, you yeah, know... Yeah, it was super important for us because most of the course is very theoretical. You learn about uh, deep models and uh, neural networks, but you rarely uh, get in dirty. So it was very important for us to prepare our students to the real life. And when you need to clean your data or, uh, uh, I don't know, create a virtual machine, in Google Cloud or, or whatever, because otherwise you're not really prepared. You may know how to train a model, but you, you need help achieving that point. So we want to be sure that they are all know how to, to clean data, to work very hard, to make the feature engineering, to train the models, to don't forget to turn off the GPU when you end at the end of the day. Uh, so <laughs> it's very important for them. Yeah, we gave them credit. And uh, thanks to Google, we told them, if you are running out of credit because you forgot to turn off the uh, GPU, it's on your behalf. So make sure not to do that. So this is also an important lesson we taught them. Um, so yeah, this is, was super important for us because we want to have actual experience. We want them to be able to speak about uh, the project 
after it in the interviews, or even in the companies that they're working. Uh, I gave the example of, of Nexa, that our top student, he did a project there, they saw that he's great, so he kept working there, he got the opportunity to work there, so it was only because he did a project with them, and they can see how he's talented and how he can think and work by himself, so yeah, those projects are very good for making those first connections between the companies and the students, and also in order to have the students to, to learn what is to be data scientists in the real world. Yeah, and maybe just to make clear for, for people that are they're not not really into this space, so uh, deep learning is actually just started to 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 become more popular in the recent years. So so mm -hmm. there are indeed a lot of people who are not familiar with it, and it's fine. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, we can see a lot of people are doing a classic algorithmic or, or even classic machine learning, and they are just not familiar with deep learning or haven't got a chance to learn it, you know, as as they should. And uh, we are giving this, uh, them this platform. So we basically we take the Stanford course, it's called Neural Networks for Image Processing. Uh, it's a very famous course that a lot of people uh, did it. And so Stanford was kind enough to, to share the, all the presentations. The, the YouTube, the syllabus, the courses, the, 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 even the, the trains, the, the practice, they, they share it and we just took it and uh, make it in Hebrew. So it's super helpful, and yeah, most of our students have some backgrounds in machine learning, but they wanted to make this shift and add some deep learning skills and capabilities. Yeah, and really, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, in this situation where okay, we did those algorithms a lot of many many years, but now there mm -hmm. is new deep learning, yeah. uh, and it's a new skill that you need to learn. But somebody mm -hmm. needs to give you the opportunity to to. Right. Learn. Right. Yeah, I totally agree that uh, this is what we wanted because we, should, we saw that there's a lot of talented people and they're eager to learn about this new technology and we give them yeah, the platform to do that and people were so grateful for us and it was nice and, and next year we want to become even more accessible and to have maybe ultra-orthodox Jews who might be joining us or Arabs so to expand, expand, and, and share our knowledge more, uh, our knowledge with more people in the Israeli community and have a larger diversity. So we are hoping that it will happen in the next course. Yeah, that, that, that's really great. Um, okay, there is another large topic I think that, uh, that I want to talk with you, Uri. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, in general, I know that, uh, that you are doing uh, uh, this course for managers. I'm yeah, exactly. About it because really, well, from what I observed, you know, a lot of people are not familiar with what is deep learning, what is machine learning, how can it help me? Is it a magic? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like it's that. Some, some magic, yes. <laughs> uh, so just tell us about it. Uh, what do you feel from people around you? Which questions do you get? Mm -hmm. So basically, I have a course that I'm running. I think this is the first time we'll just uh, launch uh, the new course. Uh, it's called uh, AI for Decision Makers. And basically the reason why I created this course is because I talk with a lot of my clients, which are non-technical, they are very uh, high-level profile uh, managers that are very interested in AI and deep learning. They want to implement this uh, inside their organization, inside their services, product, whatever, but they are not fully understand what is the process or what even the basic terms. So. After getting a lot of feedbacks like this, I decided to create a course that will take all the knowledge that I have, the technical knowledge, and join with the business knowledge that I have, and, and create a place where managers could learn about AI and what is machine learning in very uh, high-level expansion, but also in a way that they could understand it by themselves. So the course is first ex explain about all the basic terms in AI. What is deep learning? What is machine learning? What is reinforcement learning? What is hyperparameters? Because they need to know why sometimes it takes a lot of time to, to make the fine adjustment. Uh, what is overfitting? Because they also need to understand why the model doesn't work as it should. So I'm taking all these basic, it is basic for us, terms, and I explain them in very, uh, very clear way what is supervised, unsupervised. So there's a lot of topics that we used to hear, but managers are not familiar and they have to learn about that. 
So this is like the first uh, step when I explain about the terms, what is machining, what is deep learning and everything. And then later on, we are making some dive into the process of how machine learning algorithm development look like. So starting for the, the data acquisition, afterwards the data preparation, uh, all the things that you're doing with the data, going to the feature engineering, the model training, the hyperparameter and the prediction. So in that way, managers can better understand what is the entire process. And I explained that this is like a research. There's no uh, boundaries like when you're developing an app or a website, you have to understand this is the research and I'm showing the whole process. And then they understand and tell me, wow, it's easy, easier for us to speak with our technical teams now because we understand why they're getting stuck because they, 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 it was overfitting and then they can they see why they need to test another model or why the data they brought isn't good enough and they should clean it. So it helps a lot of managers to speak directly with the technical team and understand their problems, the, the places when they are uh, need more help. And finally, we are looking for some use cases. I really like to, to create a, a place where people can learn from actual examples. So I give them several examples of how they can, how different companies from all over the world in different industries can use AI and deep learning in order to help them achieve their KPIs or whatever uh, business goals they have. So this is very fascinating because they now can see, you can see their eyes open, oh, I can use it also in my organization or now I can see how we can use that in our ways. Uh, so this is also very important uh, stuff. And last but not least, I speak about the ethic of these uh, solutions because in most lectures and workshops like this, uh, the course stopped in where I, when, what, what I mentioned last because people like to hear examples to learn about the terms, yeah. but no one talks about the ethics problem or, or uh, the product problem you might have. So. For example, if, if there is a bias in your data, it will reflect to your algorithms. Or if you are working on medical problems or even general face recognition problem, you have to be sure that your, uh, your algorithm also work on black people, and women, on minorities. So this is something that's very, very important for me to explain also in my process because the managers, you can see that they never thought about that because they, they didn't have that issues in developing a website. Yeah, everyone can log into website or use it, but when you're developing advanced uh, algorithms, you have to think globally and think how I can be sure, or even try to, to help as much people as I can and, and not, you know, to, to, to create this bias that we have and also transfer to the, to the algorithm. So this is like the entire uh, um, courses I've been speaking about this in Israel, in our world, in conferences. So I really like to share the, the, the knowledge about this field. And also it will help technical people to better understand the, the, the both needs because when they can speak fluently with each other, uh, the, the manager will be more happy to, to invest and put money in the technical team. Or they will finally understand why, how they can use AI. So it's better for all sizes. Yeah, I have maybe a more specific question for you in this regard. So, so I think that you know today with machine learning and deep learning, suddenly it's not only the scientist that is important in this process, and there is this issue of data, right? Which is really yeah. kind of not talked about to a lot because it's not sexy, you know, to create a, and give a lot of data, and this is like the boring stuff because no one likes to collect data. Or, you know, even what? No one likes to clean the data. So it's, there's a famous sentence, uh, garbage in, garbage out, right? Even you have 10 professors from Howard, it doesn't matter if your data is not good. Uh, so this is something that people are not talking about, as you said, but it's super critical because this is like the most basic part of the entire, uh, entire process, because if you not have a good data, it's no matter what, it's no matter how, how GPU you have, and how uh, uh, good algorithms you might try. So you have to, to have very good data. And you see that companies are starting to understand it. Moreover, moreover companies are starting to understand that they are sitting on a treasure. 
Uh, sometimes I, I come into a company, uh, consult them and say, you know what, the data you have is more valuable than whatever you're trying to sell. So if, <laughs> for example, tomorrow you're closing your business, you can live only by your data that you collected. So mm-hmm. this is something is, it's a lot of company doesn't understand it. And moreover, they don't organize their data. For example, I'll give you an example. If you're coming to a telemarketing company and they, they are doing a business, but for example, they have a lot of data of how to sell stuff to a person. Mm-hmm. Think about all the startups that, that are trying to develop a chatbot that can sell you or better understand the process of uh, the sales plan. So think those telemark companies are sitting on treasure about a lot of, co- and this is what I tell them every time because you have to understand what data you have and you have to organize. And when I come into these companies, they say, oh, okay, we have that, but it's not well labeled, it's not well organized. We cannot show to find all the conversation we had for that example. So this is something that is very important for me to explain those companies. Even if you are not planning to make a, like a deep learning project today, in one year, in three years from now, you have to start organizing your data because in five years from now, let's say you wanted to start only five years from now, you will have to do that. You will have to organize your data. And these and, uh, things take time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. And you have a new uh, data who is coming to the system. So it's something that every company has to think about and, and, and to be clear and to have strategy on how they collect their data, how they organize it. And if they are super advanced, they can think about how they can use it to train models. But let's start from collecting and organizing data yes. and, we'll, and we'll all be happy. Yeah. Uh, great. So I think maybe we can collect a little bit of uh, questions uh, uh, from the audience. I see here two uh-huh. questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one, hi Uri, I'm a programmer and I want to learn and become a data scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can you group, uh, how can your group help me besides the course? Great question. Actually, welcome to our world. So there's a lot of people who, has, who are willing to do that and who are really want to, to take part. I think there are several ways the community can help you. The first, I've written a lot of articles for people in your situation, a lot of articles about the top courses that the community recommended, the top books that you can read and learn. And also, we have a, an article from a guy called Jeff, who studied literature, I think, and become a data scientist, which he explained about his entire way. So this is like the main first uh, stuff you can do today. Go to those courses, go to those books, and read all the articles. And I also have an article that I wrote about how to choose the best course for you. There's a lot of offline courses in Israel, and we had tons of questions about it. So I wrote an article about how to do that, how to, be, to choose the best course for you. So this is like the first stuff that you can do. The second is, is I think that you can learn from people who are sharing information. In the community, especially in the sub-group, uh, uh, the Q&A question, there are a lot of people who are sharing information and also helping each other. So let's say you took some course and you have some basic question and you want to help of the community, you can ask a question and then people could help you. So instead of, you know, be alone or even ask a question in English in some Reddit form, you can ask it in your own language and, and find people who can explain it to you in Hebrew and it will be super great. So this is like the first stuff, the second, sorry. And the last stuff is that each month I gather all the uh, events in one calendar, which helps a lot of people to find a good meetups and conferences. So instead of doing it by yourself or looking for the right uh, meetup for you, I gather it in one place so you can come and learn and even meet people face to face, which will help you throughout the process. Maybe there will be some job offer that you will hear in this uh, meetup. So there's a lot of opportunity uh, in those meetups and there is a one place which gather it all. So it will be amazing. So this is like very uh, small examples of how the community can help you. And I'm sure there are many, many other ways uh, and also the job board, yeah? When you will get some traffic and some experience, you can use the job board in order to find jobs. So there are tons of projects, tons of stuff we are doing and you can use all of them for your own benefit. 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe I just want to add something small about the meetups. So, so I personally really like meetups, and I'm not only organizing a meetup, but I also like to go to meetups. Yes. Uh, and I think it's really a great place. So I, I try to do it every week. It's not. Yeah, no, working. no, no. Making a meetup every week, wow, it's full time job. It's, it's yeah, each week one meetup, but but uh, uh, but I think that really each week I'm trying to look on the calendar and see what is the best uh, way to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a great way because not only you hear great lectures, you have opportunity to ask questions, you, you meet great, you know, people that can help oh. you and you can talk with about your problems. Mm -hmm. um, I, I And I think it's it's kind of a little bit even a must in, in today's, Yes. today's world because everything is changing even if you are you have a let's say a phd or a postdoc uh, at something right uh, even in computer science but tomorrow uh you know you have new algorithms yes. so so it's really something that that you know people need to understand they need to continuously learn even if mm -hmm. you cannot do meetups do something else read stuff but you know you, you cannot stop learning yeah it's also nice to meet people face to face so because when you speak with people on, on online, Facebook or whatever, it's something different than meet them in person, face to face. So it creates better relationships and strong relationship. And then when you will need the help, people will be more happy to, to help you because they saw you in a meetup and they're familiar with you. So this is also something that's very important. So in meetups, you get a chance to actually see people. So it's great. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. Uh, so, so let's see. We have another question from audience. Mm -hmm. Just want to clear those out. Um, so what uh, uh, what you did not expect? Did uh, not. Okay. Yes. Did not expect when you became the community manager. Something unexpected. Wow. Actually, I didn't expect it would be that big, because I started it. It's like I didn't. I didn't have a strategy to say, okay, one day it will tons of people and everyone will know it. It wasn't my first intention. So it's super funny. I didn't expect it to be that loud. I never thought about it in the beginning. So this is something that's very, very surprised me because the funny stuff is that I wasn't part of the community. Nobody knows me, uh, knew me back then. Yeah. So it was super funny to see how it, it, become bigger and bigger and how many people wanted to help and, and make me feel so welcome. So this is something that was super surprised for, uh, for me and it was funny. And also, I always make a joke that running that big community is making a, how do you say it, like service calls every day because support, support service. So because a lot of people tell me, why did you delete my post? Or I want to do that. Can I do that? Can I post? Can I delete? Can I? But this is most of the, it's not glamorous at all. Most of the time, this is what you do. You are proving people and deleting stuff and, and make them, make it uh, to or move to the. If you delete the. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we have to delete in order to make this community very professional. And, and this is what you are doing several uh, hours from your life. Okay, just moderating the, the community. And the last thing that I didn't expect it is to be threatened. Someday wow. I got, uh, yeah, yeah, someone threatened me, sent me a, a, a message in LinkedIn, and he, he, not in, in, the, in Messenger, he sent me, this is the last time you're deleting my post without saying anything else. So it was super creepy, super, <laughs> I said, what? I didn't even answer him, we just kicked him out. So sometimes people doesn't get it very, uh, in a good way that we are, we are deleting uh, their process and someone really wanted to make sure that I will know that. So yeah, I didn't expect a lot of things, but in, other, in the end of the day, it's, it's super fun. Yeah, I really like it. I didn't have any experience in running community or founding a community, but it's something that you keep learning and learning. And it's always a question, what do you wish the community would look like? What is its vision? So because you might think that you can think about it only in the beginning and then later on it's get its own model, its own shift. But this is a question I'm asking myself every every day. I, I'm feeling that I'm super connected to this community because this is a big part of my life. And I every time think about 
what can I add? What can I can do more? Or how I can help more people? Um, so this is something that I didn't expect it to be such a huge part of my life. And I'm so happy that I have this opportunity to help so many people. Yeah. I think it's really amazing. Um, okay, so, so we have another question. Mm -hmm. And let's take a look. Uh, I'm sure it takes a lot of effort to be the community manager of the Lightest uh, mm -hmm. Group. What gives you the motivation today to do that? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, because sometimes you run out of power. I think um, the small stories when you hear that people are coming to you in the meetups or are telling you how the community affected them. I can give you an example, someone like, I think it was two years ago, sent me a message, said, Uri, listen, there are two profiles who are going to ask to join the group. They have no picture, they name in Hebrew, they have no photos. It looks like fake, but they are not. There are two ultra-orthodox uh, ultra Jews who open Facebook only to become part of your community. Wow. And I was, wow, they open Facebook only to join the community? And I said, wow, so of course I will let them in. So this, is, so this is like a small examples of a motivation that, that you can try, you can get. And also small stories about people who come to me and say, hey, you know what? Thanks to your job world, I found a job. So wow. my mind was mind blowing because, yeah, actually people finding jobs thanks to what I did. Or, or So this is like the main motivation because most of the time it's not easy. Uh, not easy at all. And sometimes I... I, I, I lose working hours or a lot of time I even spend my own money. People doesn't know that wow. I even, yeah, the job board, I paid for a developer to develop it. So, yeah, and a lot of other stuff. The newsletter, we reached more than 2,000 people and now MailChimp taking money. So, um, it's not easy to do that, but um, there are those stories that give me so many positive feelings which help me to stay motivated and work hard and, and keep helping each other. So this, you know, those kind of stories really give me the motivation. Uh, I actually have a, a little bit different question. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we really do a great job, you know, uh, in, in the Facebook group and in all you do. And, and, uh, and, and I wonder how your background, you have a background of product manager and, you know, mm. you know, different kind of, kind of career path. Yeah. So how it helps you, you know, to manage things. I, I will tell you what, I think the community is like a product. And I think that my skills as a product manager helped me to do what I'm doing today. And, and this is the reason why the community is so successful because I think that if I was super technical and super engineering, mm -hmm. I would think about only about a very uh, professional stuff in the community. And I was narrow-minded because if you are very technical, you'll think about one aspect of this field. But I was fortunate enough to, to bring other skills to this community. And when you are looking uh, on the community as a product, you're trying to, to, to change the way you think. So for example, I'm trying to understand what will be the best for my users, for the members, of course, and how I can create features that will help them uh, help help them to help themselves, each other. And every time I, I re recheck it, and I have analytics on my newsletter, on my blog, on the Facebook group. So every time I, I need to to be sure that I'm on the right path. So and and think about okay, what is the next project that I'm going to do? What is the next initiative? And there's actually a backlog mm -hmm. of, of ideas which I'm thinking, which I'm trying to, to, to do. I give you an example that we had the community survey, which we asked a lot of people, what is their uh, uh, average salary, average uh, education, everything. And now a new project that I'm trying to run is to create a, a calculator when you can add your information. Mm -hmm. And then you will get like the average salary that you should. So now I'm making a full documentation about that. And I'm going to speak with my developer to develop it. And, and afterward, we'll have a designer to make it look a little bit nice. So I take very seriously my role as a, as a community manager. 
and are all thinking about new features, new new elements that could help the, the members. So this is, I think, helped me because if I was too technical, I couldn't think about that. I would care only about okay, the community should have more technical uh, or professional uh, uh, knowledge, uh, more uh, technical links, and that's it. If it will be that, it will be okay. And you can see a lot of other communities in Facebook. The people who are running it, they are super technical, super professional, but the community has become like a forum where people asking questions and not creating something much bigger. So my experience as a product manager helped me to achieve those goals. Yeah, I really think that uh, uh, this is the case. And, and, and also, uh, you know, in this machine learning, deep learning world, uh, AI, mm -hmm. uh, there is also room for product managers, right? That understand this field. Mm -hmm. um, you, you have to do that, otherwise you cannot speak with the technical people. And this is something I say very often. In the end of the day, no one cares about how you implement whatever you're doing. Because you won't get extra point if it's the deepest uh, neural networks or if it's just a stupid algorithm. Because the user, they don't care. But deep learning helped us achieve a lot of things, but it's only possible if you have a very strong product or, or, or management who can understand how to leverage this technology. So without that, there's just people who are making research. And I've heard stories about it. I have close friends who had several researchers for six months, they made the research, but no one has any idea how to make a connection to the business, how to, to sell whatever they did. And then they find their role because no one know, knew how, what to do with that. So a technology, it's not enough. You have to understand how to create products around that. So product manager with a good understanding in AI and deep learning could be very useful and help a lot of companies use AI in the right way. Yeah, uh, we, ha we have another question. I want to give priority okay. to uh, questions from the audience. I mm -hmm. have a lot of questions, don't worry. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, feel free, yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so, so the question here is, how do you think uh, your machine learning community in Israel uh, differs from other machine learning groups in the world? Okay, this is a great question. Basically, there are, I, think, I think there is only one community uh, worldwide, and there are not many others. So this is very special stuff that happened here in Israel. I think that what is making us much different is the way that the community behave. In other communities, you can see a lot of people just sharing links, and that's it, without saying anything about that. <laughs> and it, it's like an RSS feed. When you want to, to get all the last news about AI, you know, you can enter this community, but our community, the connection between the people is super strong. People are familiar with each other. People are sharing information. They are not doing it only to share, uh, put the link. They actually want to hear what other members would like to say. The connection inside the community are very intimate, you can say. They are very strong. And this is what difference for other machine learning communities or or other technical communities, because the connection between the groups are super strong. And this is what makes me so proud, because I'm not the center of this community. This is something that's very important for me to say. I'm not in the heart of the community. So this is not a star, like when you know, people are all connected to me, not at all. It's like everyone is connecting to everyone. Mm -hmm. So this is what makes the community so strong, because for example, there could be weeks that I will not post anything because I have a lot of work or, or my wife just gave a birth. So, but you can see a lot of a lot of community members are still active and sharing information and helping each other and creating meetups and creating blog posts and posting it. So this is like the main element, the main key that differs our community to others is the connection between the members. And, and this is truly amazing. Yeah, and I think that, you know, your group actually facilitates that. So it's not like it's a magic, it's really... Yeah, yeah we're working very hard behind the scenes. Uh, all four of us, all the other admins also, which helping me a lot. Yeah, Iran, Gil, and Nir are doing an amazing job. 
to moderate such communities, it's, it's very hard work to approve the, the members, to make sure that no one is bullying, uh, uh, no one is making publications uh, that are not relevant to community, no one spam. So yeah, it's a lot of work. It sometimes it's just happened by itself, but not. We are working very hard in order to make that. So it's nice that people feel it's fluent because it means that we are doing a good job moderating the community. Yes, so I'll, I'll just throw you a little bit uh, off this topic. Uh, and mm -hmm. A question that I want to deep dive more into this, uh, uh, what is possible? Just kind of a general discussion. What is possible with machine learning? Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, what are the applications that, that you're talking about uh, with, with the managers or what, you mm -hmm. know, um, what is resigned with with them more? Mm -hmm. I think in nowadays that most of the managers, because they're not familiar with this field, would like very simple stuff to help to happen. For example, I can I can tell you that there is a company with, which we are now thinking about developing a model which can uh, recognize a finger if it's in the in the photo. They a lot of people sending them their passport. They're creating passport for Israeli citizens, and they are, need to take a photo of your passport or your ID. A lot of people are taking a photo and they are just putting their finger also in the photo, and you get a photo like this. So yeah. it's not good, and, and we want to find a way to, to detect if there is a photo, if there is a, a finger inside the photo, then ask the people to, to take another picture. So this is like a very unique uh, um, uh, example. And also, there are several who are trying to take it to the edge. For example, I'm now working with the Joint, very famous organization, NGO in Israel, to help uh, single mothers who are, in the, who are in poverty. So in order to predict when they are going to uh, get uh, to the poverty or how we can find a way to help them to not get them into poverty. So there are very, very unique ways to, to use AI uh, uh, and analyze it, uh, analyze the data the organization have. But the main thing is that I'm trying to, to keep it as much as modest as it possible because sometimes the manager are kind of overhyped and think that AI can do everything and they can solve the entire problems, just give the, the data and everything will be amazing, but it's not. So it's very important to be sure that you're well familiar with technologies and you understand that what you're trying to solve is applicable. Because most of the time in the beginning, in the first meeting, I tried to listen to their problems and what they want to solve. And I said, okay, you know what? In this and this use case, we've seen several uh, good examples of, of other uh, developments. Or even I sent them a link to a website which gather all the state-of-the-art algorithms in the field of machine learning. So then I can explain, look, we haven't reached that level in the state of the art. So how can we do that in Hebrew with very small data set in two weeks? So then they understand that it's not possible. So I think this is like the best practice because you can never know what is possible, what is not. You can have a guidelines. And the best way for manager is just to make a small POC, proof of concept, and then see if it works for them and improve their model. Because if you are starting, and you get a 40% accuracy, it might be well enough to start to see if the customers or if it's helping you. And then you can understand if you would like to continue to collect more data, to train more models, to make more experience. So this is like the main advice that I give every manager I speak with. There is a list of the things you can do, but if you want to do something new, start with small and see how you can use it later in your product and then how to expand that. Yeah, and I think the example that you gave uh, with the 40%, you know, that there yeah. are applications that it's good enough, right? I mean, yeah. if you didn't have anything and you did, you couldn't do any prediction and you have 40%, uh -huh. 40% it's, it's, it can be yeah. okay. And, and moreover, this is something that I'm speaking a lot in my, in my lectures and workshops. There is a lot of APIs in the field of AI. This is something relatively new, but you can get the, the, the conversation analysis skills of Alexa from Amazon. They're using Lex. This is an API. Mm -hmm. You can use Google Vision API, which can analyze photos 
and help you understand what's inside the photo. There are startups like Clarify who can give you a, an even deeper analysis of a photo. And this is why how I created my app. It's called AutoHash. You can upload a photo and get the relevant hashtags. And it's helped millions of people around the world. So there's a lot of ready on the shelf products where you can use for your own benefit. Before you are starting to collect your own data and trend, if, for example, you want to create a classifier to distinguish between cat and cat and dog, you have a product who can do that for you. You don't need to break uh, your savings or find a good talent. You can use APIs who can help you. And another important stuff that you can use tool like AutoML. Not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's a tool from Google which will help you to train models without understanding anything in code or programming or machinery. Just drag and drop, uh, if it's like in photos, uh, to each folder, the photos you would like. Uh, if it's like a cat, you can put in the folder cats, dogs, dog, put play. And after one hour or something like this, you can get a well-trained model. And it's, it's, it's like science fiction, but it's works. I've been playing it uh, for the last couple of months, and it's worked amazingly. It's worked with even bizarre stuff. I tried to do that with food. I took uh, three kinds of foods and gave like 100 images for each uh, uh, category, and it worked. After an hour, I have a ready model. So it was really mind-blowing, and managers should, should also know about these tools because you don't have to... to reinvent everything or develop your own model, you can use the models that Google, Amazon, and others can give you. Yeah, I think it, it, it is one of the concerns of the data scientists, right, that, that we are mm -hmm. being replaced by this, but there will always be, you know, more difficult. There will be, yeah, yeah, there will be enough job because those API are limited. They, they won't do anything for you. I can give you an example with close friends of mine from Gong that in the beginning used uh, uh, the Google uh, NLP, uh, who, who made the speech to text, mm -hmm. um, and it didn't work because you don't have the punctuation, it wasn't accurate enough, so developed their own model, which is amazing, it worked perfectly. So those API are helping to, to the general level of people, with very uh, common problems, but data scientists will help, always have problems because we will still have new problems that we want to tackle. It will be much complicated. And new, which API, a general API, won't be able to solve. Okay, so, so uh, Uri, this is really, really interesting. Um, we are kind of almost at the end. Yes, uh, I, I I'll just ask you one final question. Uh, Go for um, it. <laughs> where, where do you think we're going with this machine learning? What, what you know? What do you think the future will be like? I will tell you what, this is, is well connected to the life point. I think we will have two edges. On the right edge, edge we will have like very simple uh, uh, task. For example, you know, to make a classification between cat and dog, or, or something very, very common, very practical. Uh, like today, it's not very complicated to, to build your own website, right? You have Wix, you have WordPress, uh, so it's very easy. You don't hire a super professional developer if you if you want just a landing page, right? You don't need that. So I think in the field of machine learning, we will see also stuff like this because if you want to predict one column out of table in the let's say couple of years from now, it will be relatively easy. Mm -hmm. This is on the right uh, left. On the left side, we will have more advanced problems, like the really advanced. Think about exploring space, or better understand our DNA, or, or ex experimenting the, the oceans. You know, think about very complicated tasks that we will have, and data scientists and researchers will have to be a super creative and super uh, uh, initiatives in order to, 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 to try to solve those problems. So it, we will have two sides. The one is very easy, like, you know, creating a Wix website, but just for your mother, and we are starting to see that. AutoML is a great example. And the other side is will be just creating very deep algorithms with trying to solve very complex problems. So this is my theory, and I think it will be best for us because 
as much as long as machinery will be accessible for more it's better for us all yeah, the exciting future, right? Yeah, yeah, it will be tons of new exper experiments and new research. So I'm not sure that we will not be busy. Even the data scientists will have plenty of work to do. <laughs> don't worry, right? Yeah, yeah don't worry. <laughs> okay, Uri, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's really nice. I, I don't think that I've spoken about the story about the community like this and so thank you for the opportunity and uh, that's it thank you thank you thank you okay bye bye Uri. Thank bye bye you.